Welcome to Words of Inspiration with Rev. James T. Brown, Jr., the lead pastor of Tabernacle of Worship. Let's join today's message in progress. Well, family, today we're continuing in the new series that we started, Understanding His Value understanding his value. And we're going, of course, to the book of Hebrews, where our study will be in the book of Hebrews, back to chapter one, beginning at the first verse. Hebrews chapter one, beginning at the very first verse. Here, the word of God, it says, God, who at sundry times and in divers manners, spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. We're speaking today from the subject, he's still talking to you, part two. He's still talking to you, part two. We're looking at part two today. Of course, when we look back at last week, knowing from our last time that Christ created everything on purpose and for his will. Everything was on purpose and for his will. We may ask, why? Why did he do this? Why would the will of Christ desire to create everything as he has? Why did he do that? Why was that? Well, actually, let's look at verse 3 again. Let's look at verse 3 today. And again, in verse 3, it says, Who being the brightness of his glory, and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Of the majesty on high. Again, it says here at the beginning, Christ is the brightness of his glory, the brightness of his glory. The Amplified, actually, the Amplified Bible actually says it this way. He is the sole expression of the glory of God, the light being and outraying or radiance of the divine. Oh, my goodness. I love the way that just sounds. <laughs> he just said it. He, he was the light being, the outraying or radiance of the divine, the divine nature of God. You see, the person of the son is the glory of the father shining forth in a truly divine splendor, a divine splendor. Listen, this is why. So often a father finds glory in the reflection of his son, in the reflection of his son. The son will oftentimes look like the father, sometimes sound like the father and have the same mannerisms or characteristics. That's why some people will say, boy, you look just like your daddy. You look just like your dad. You sound just like your daddy. Oh, that's something your daddy would have said. And you'll oftentimes, when it's, especially when it's something good, you see, you see the father 
puff his chest out a little bit. His back stands a little bit more erect because he's proud of the fact that his, his son is a reflection of him. The very things, the essence of him, the strength of him, the goodness of him. He sees it in his son and people are able to see it too. That gives him some pride. He, that has him stand up a little straighter because he sees that. He can see that. And see here, Jesus Christ in his person is God manifest in the flesh. Jesus Christ in his person, in his person is God manifest in the flesh, in the flesh. He is the light of light, the true Shekinah, the true Shekinah. Oh man, some people hear that. Can we talk about the Shekinah just a little bit? The, the Shekinah glory, the Shekinah glory is often mentioned when referring to the presence of God, much like he was to the Israelites. Much like he was to the Israelites after they left Egypt. What was he then? He was to them a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. There they always saw Jesus. They always saw God. God, his presence was there. His presence was there by the pillar of fire, the pillar of fire, the pillar of cloud. However, the Shekinah really refers to the dwelling or settling of the divine presence of God. Let me say that again. It refers to the dwelling or settling of the divine presence of God. It's the settling of that presence. It is something that settles in. So, so the bright illumination of Christ's glory, it represents the indwelling of the presence of his father. The revelation, the illumination of his glory, it represents the indwelling of the presence of his father. I'd need somebody to type in chat for me. Presence. Just one word. Presence is something about the presence of God. It's something about the presence that dwells in you. That's why we thank God for Jesus. We thank God for Jesus because his presence guarantees the father's presence. His presence guarantees the Father's presence. If you have the presence of Jesus in your life, then you know the presence of the Father is there. The presence of the Father is there. Oh, but, but it's, it's a little deeper than that. Can we go just a little deeper? Can we go just a little bit deeper? I want you to look at the next part of this verse. It says, and the express image of his person. And the express image of his person. Person. Again, if we look in the Amplified Version, it puts it this way. It says, and he is the perfect imprint, the very image of God's nature. He's the perfect imprint, the very image of God's nature. You see, the person of, G uh, the, person of the son is the true image and character of the person of the father. Do you hear that? The person of the son is the true image, the true image and character of the person of the father, the person of the father. You see, being of the same nature, he must bear the same image and likeness, the same image and likeness. Listen, when you think about this to, to, to help us see this concept, we may want to think about a, a signature stamp. You remember those? Have you ever used a signature stamp? Uh, you know, in fact, when, when I, w I worked at the Love Center for years ago, I would, I would use a stamp for the signature 
of the pastor, Dr. Garman, it was, a, it was a stamp, so he wouldn't have to sign all those papers. So therefore, I would stamp his signature and send it out. And therefore, people were able to see, and it would look like he signed it himself. He signed it himself. In, in fact, signature stamps today have become high-tech, become very high-tech. In fact, a signature can now be put on a document by computer and still have the exact replica of the original the exact replica of the original no one would know that the signature has been produced electronically they won't even know it you see in the old days you would know someone stamped a signature because around the signature you would see a hint of ink from the stamp especially depending upon how the stamp was made and how they pressed it because if they pressed it too hard leaning up or down to the right or left, it was you see a smudge there, or you see a darker part of the signature imprinted because it wasn't level or even. But see, so you could see from the ink. But now printed signatures look just like the original. Look just like the original. That's why when people receive their letters after their stimulus check, the letter saying that, oh, the president was signing and saying we were so glad we were able to send X number of dollars your way. They were like, oh, my goodness, I got a letter signed by the president. No, it wasn't signed. There was somebody in the Department of Treasury that had his signature on file. And they put the signature there. He didn't sign those letters. He, they, they just, it, it was just something that was authorized for his signature. It was authorized for a signature and it was sent out with that authority, that authority. You see, that's exactly how Jesus Christ is. It's exactly how Jesus Christ is. He is the signature of God, the signature of God. Jesus Christ is the exact image of God, the exact image of God. In fact, let me help you see it this way. In the book of Haggai, in the book of Haggai, there was a ruler, a governor named Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel. And in fact, God chose him because he had been faithful. He had been he, he had been faithful to do the things that God had called him to do. He was faithful to serve the people of God. So he called him a certain thing. He named him to be his signet, his signet. And this means that he would represent God. He would represent God as a signature, as a signature. He'd be representing God as a signature. So when he would come, they understood that he was representing God. When Zerubbabel showed up, and whatever he said, they did it. Whatever he wanted done, it was done because they understood he was representing God. But everyone knew that he was merely a representation, a representation. Here the apostle is letting us know that Jesus is not just a representative, but the very image and nature of Father God. Jesus is a very image and nature of Father God. I need somebody to type in chat for me. He's the same. He's the same. You see, when you see Jesus, you're seeing God. When Jesus is speaking into your life, the Father is speaking into your life. That's why he was able to tell them. He said, look, he counted it not robbery to be counted equal to God. He, because why? Because he was God. He was the same as God. He was the same as being there. It was God who was there who stepped into your situation when Jesus steps into your situation, when he steps into your situation. But then the scripture didn't stop there. Goes on to say this, goes on to say the upholding all and upholding all things by the word of his power and upholding all things 
by the word of his power. Here in the Amplified says this same verse this way. Upholding and maintaining and guiding and propelling the universe by the mighty word of power. Ooh, my goodness. Let me read that one more time in the Amplified. Upholding and maintaining and guiding and propelling the universe by the mighty word of power. The mighty word of power. Pastor, what is that saying? Here it is letting us know that Christ is holding everything together by his power. Christ is holding everything together by his power. Let me tell it to you this way. Jesus is actively engaged in holding creation together. He's actively engaged and holding creation together, together. Can somebody say together? Right there in your house, I need you to shout together. He's holding it together, together by his power, by his power. He's engaged in holding creation together. Listen, this is a marvelous place to shout. It's a marvelous place to shout. You say, why? Well, let me tell you, understand, because it means that the reason why your world your world, as complicated as it may be, as frustrating as it may seem, it has not collapsed or flung you out into space because Jesus is at work declaring his goodness over your life, holding all things together. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you're in the metro Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for our regularly scheduled services at Tabernacle of Worship. You will also be able to get this entire message. Please feel free to visit our website at www.taboworship.org. That's www.taboworship.org for more information.